0: partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries.
1: Coming up next is the No Filtered Men's Panel featuring Creflo Dollar and Torei Roberts from the 2019 Women's Conference. Stay tuned for more of today's message right here on Changing Your World.
2: There are some things that are are not to be negotiable like abuse. You don't hang around in, in an abusive relationship where it come to your life. I buried people who we're told by church folks, regardless of what happens, he can beat you up, knock you out every day, but you need to stay there and handle it. I don't believe in that. I believe if the relationship becomes abusive, somebody needs to get out.
1: Ladies, are you ready to find your worth? This is an awesome experience. It's amazing. Join us for three life-changing days at the 2020 Worth Radical Women's Conference March 19th through the 21st and learn just how valuable you are. Mark my words, this is going to be epic. Register today for this Radical event at TaffyDollar.org or text RADICAL to 51555 your world, so ready for today are you guys ready you're in a room full of hungry women they want answers they want to know the truth and this is unfiltered pastor dollar we're talking unfiltered we're talking like give us what you got are you ready pastor Toray? are you ready I hope so (laughs) (laughs) no pressure no pressure so this is how this is gonna work We received some questions from online. All the questions are right here in this beautiful bowl. You guys pick a question. You have five minutes on the clock to answer the question, and then we'll keep the conversation going. I'll be on the side just in case I need to jump in at any time. You know, sometimes we get a little out of order out here, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just gonna be here to help navigate and buffer this really unfiltered conversation. Are y'all ready? You think you're ready? Okay, I'll start. I'll actually start this whole thing off. I'm gonna grab a question. My question gonna be the best question. This is a good one. What makes a man settle down? Is it the way he feels about the woman or is it biological? They wanna know. What made you settle down, Pastor Dollar?
2: Going to hell if I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, I think, first of all, you you look at it, it requires maturity to settle down. And one of the things that has to take place in the life of a man is he's got to learn how to control his emotions because the weakest man on the planet is the guy who doesn't know how to control his emotions and your spiritual maturity is always going to be based on the level of control that you have over your emotions because if you can't control your emotions you're going to try to control other people and so I think what happens is is you begin to recognize that um You know, I'm in a mature situation uh, as a husband and I'm going to have to, you know, make sure I take off the little boy stuff and put on the grown man stuff, which means that I can no longer be in the center of the circle, which means that, you know, um, what's important to me should... uh, no longer be important to me but now what's important to my wife is what should be important to me this is all maturity but i think the maturity starts Toray, when we learn how to control our emotions When we can control our emotions then we won't have a need to try to control uh, other people and and i think what happens is when we begin to look at the situation we're in we've got to make a decision uh, i'm no longer playing the little boy game I'm playing the manhood game. And manhood is never gonna be real manhood without God. Real manhood is sacrificial servanthood. And so I think all of those going together, uh, I believe it's more of a spiritual decision that will change some of the things that you're doing. Carnality is uh, literally when you submit yourself to your emotions. And spirituality is when you're submitting yourself to the Word of God.
0: Uh, <laughs> I think you just did um, and I would only add that I agree 100% I would only add to that uh, from the woman's perspective is I'm not quite convinced that there's something in you that will make him settle down um, to, to echo Dr. Dollar uh, it is a decision that they make they, they, are, they, are, they are ready um, I met my wife when I was ready and so it was almost like my readiness um, created the opportunity. So I don't think that you'll ever be able to pull out uh, the readiness from, from a man. I think that you will find him ready when he's mature.
1: Okay. Y'all okay with that? You guys can pull another question from the fishbowl. We wanna know.
0: What, what if we don't like it? When is divorce an option? Cha. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I'll start this one. Um, it, it's I think it's 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 a last resort. Uh, quite frankly, I think, in uh, full disclosure, many of you may or may not know, uh, but I went through a divorce, and uh, and I've been happily married to uh, Pastor Sarah for going on five years. So, I, I think I uh, praise the Lord. God is good. Um, I think it's a last resort. I think that that a lot of couples give up before they grow up, and uh, and they're they're quick to throw in the towel. I think that they sometimes get into marriage with the wrong expectations. They, they weren't set up. Uh, in my first marriage, the premarital counseling I got essentially was, y'all just love each other. And that was it. That was all of the premarital counseling. Um, I don't even think at the time I sized up what I did. First of all, I didn't know what marriage was and I didn't size it up right. And uh, and so a lot of times, even in the midst of that, even in the midst of not going into it for the right reasons or with the right tools, I still hung in there for 17 years, and it was yes, child, and it and it was <laughs> and it was 17 years of swinging at that thing and trying to make it work, and uh, and without getting into too much of it, uh, it, it broke down in just about every way that a, that a relationship can break down. Uh, I fasted, I prayed, I counseled, I did everything. uh, And I wrestled with the idea of divorce. Um, The Bible says God hates divorce, and I understand why he hates divorce. I hate divorce, (laughs) to be honest with you. We share in that. Uh, But um, I came to a place where I had done everything that I could do. And we had done everything that we could do, and it was more unhealthy to remain together uh, than it was to part. And, uh, and I fully and truly believe, and I think the evidence speaks for itself now, uh, that the, the Holy Spirit released both of us from it. And uh, which sounds crazy, it's almost hard to say in the church thing, uh, would the Holy Spirit release you from, from, from something that is toxic that you've invested a lot of time trying to uh, trying to heal? Uh, but I think he does. Uh, I think that there are certain things and I would like to really defer to Dr. Dow. I think there are certain things uh, that are non-negotiables um, that you have to, you know. I think uh, abuse. See, for me, and I'll just say this quickly. I don't want to take up all the time. For for me, you, you have to when the heart is hard. Like like for us, we had years of of hardened hearts and uh, and other things and. In the Bible, Jesus talks about how, you know the story, they were questioning him about the law of Moses and why was why did Moses allow him to get divorced and different things. And Moses said, well, is, Jesus said it wasn't really supposed to be that way. He said, but Moses allowed it because of the hardness of your hearts. And sometimes when you've been in a relationship that's been abusive in one way or, or there's just been things in that relationship and your hearts have been so hard, I believe that Jesus and the Holy Spirit can soften a heart but sometimes there comes a time where those hearts are so hard that those two hearts will never come together and be one. And it requires discernment and prayer and counsel. And once you've done everything that you know to do, I believe there'll be a grace that will tell you which direction to take.
2: There, there To answer the question, I mean just straightforward, there are some things that are are not to be uh, negotiable, like abuse. You don't hang around in, in an abusive relationship where it could cost you your life. I buried people who were told by church folks, regardless. of what happens? He can beat you up, knock you out every day, but you need to stay there and handle it. I don't believe in that. I believe if the relationship becomes abusive, somebody needs to get out. Okay, uh, that's the that's first thing I do. Secondly, because that's that's not negotiable. Secondly, when you begin to look at, you know, a hard heart happens when you, when you give more attention to a thing, you're more pliable to the thing. When you give no attention to a thing, then your heart is hardened towards that particular thing. And in a relationship where two people have decided that we are not, uh, when two people have decided we're not interested in working this out, and uh, we're no longer willing to do what's necessary to work it out. Maybe you don't have it on paper, but the split has already occurred. And you have to have a willingness to come together and say, all right, we're gonna do it God's way, but still we need tools. And I think what happens in the churches is, is we, we lack tools. We, sometimes we're just so spiritual that we become stupid. Yeah and we ignore the obvious we you know there you know you get married and the marriage doesn't have a chance because you don't have the proper tools to work it out that people say well all you have to do is love one another yeah but i'm trying to love one another but what if she comes home and, and and she does this how do we handle that we don't know how to communicate we don't know how to practically involve god in in our relationship we don't know how to disagree agreeably and and it's okay that we don't, we're not on the same page right now because we understand that we grow in the thing and then we don't understand how to sacrificially serve. We do things at church to impress other people or to build an image that we're not willing to do privately at home where nobody else is looking. And so we carry this, this thing of, especially with pastors, we look at pastors on the pulpit and we assume that they are flawless and they have no issues at home. That's ridiculous. Everybody in the house got an issue. And, and, but what's the difference? The difference is, okay, Jesus is Lord. His word is priority. And we're going to come together and communicate to try to understand one another. I mean, I can remember it happening. I had a difficult time crossing the bridge. In other words, how do I get from one end of the bridge to the other end of the bridge? Well, you have to now go back and deal with all of your issues before you got married. You were rejected. You were never felt significant. You never felt uh, secure. You were searching for, you, and you bought all of that in the marriage. And Taffy talked about it yesterday. It wasn't two whole people coming together. It was that half versus that half and you never ask the question. You bringing in one half. What your other half look like? Right. Cause your other half gonna show up in the bedroom. It's gonna show up in all different kinds. It may show up as a floating guy over the bed, spinning his head, spitting out green stuff, saying, "I want my coffee." And you and you married them because they was fine. They was good looking. People look ugly when there's when there's something going on on the inside, and you're not liking one another. Nobody wants to have sex, Torre, with somebody that you. You look at them and you're like, I can't stand you. I love you, but I don't like you. You get on my nerves, I can't stand you. And people, we don't have these conversations and we go in with these these, these, these weird imitations of life and it's not even real. You want this romantic, you don't even know what romance is. <laughs> my, time, my time's up. <laughs>
1: Those are great answers. Do y'all think those a great answers?
2: Yeah,
1: we can roll to the next question. I, I wonder what it is. They have no idea what these questions are. So this is cold, like off the rip.
2: Is it okay for a woman to ask a man out for a date? <laughs> hey, watch this, Amen.
0: <laughs> um, I can tell you a funny short story. Um, Sarah, Pastor Sarah, asked me out. We, it's, no, 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 it's true. It's true. We we were at a meeting together. You're not up here, Pastor Sarah. You'll have your time tonight at seven. The blessed beauty of having the microphone. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. She, she told me straight out. i we're sitting next to sitting next to each other at the conference, and she before we parted. I'm trying to enjoy the Lord at this conference. She looks at me and she says, "I'm coming to LA in a couple of weeks, and you are taking me to dinner." And being the obedient servant that I am. <laughs> I said yes, ma'am um, And the rest were history. You know, I uh, It's funny my, my daughter likes this guy right now. And she's 21 and She likes this guy She likes this guy And she uh, he, Yes, yes, and, and she's she's he's gonna fly into town. He lives out of state. He's gonna fly into California And she was wondering if she should pick him up from the airport or send the car for him and all this kind of stuff and and I was against it but I did feel a little hypocritical because um, I think if Sarah wouldn't have asked me out we probably wouldn't be together so there's a part of me that that thinks that it it should be the old-fashioned way the traditional way uh, to I'm I'm a big um, proponent of anyone guarding their heart not putting their heart out there too soon because it's hard to take it back if you do but then I also realize that there are certain circumstances where God might use your initiation uh, to create something beautiful as in our case and so I I think it's uh, it shouldn't be done out of desperation I think that you should have some sort of sense that God is in it amen like I'm sure pastor Sarah had she had some sense I think it ought to be prayerfully done, but I, I do lean more towards the old-fashioned problem.
2: Don't put pressure on any relationship that bypasses friendship. Because um, you put so much pressure on this thing, and, and it should be about uh, you know getting to know one another, having an opportunity to fellowship and to become a little transparent with one another, but it starts there. Now, um, had Taffy not initiated stuff, some of us are just too dumb to know how to initiate certain things. (laughs) I met her on the college campus. She had on a summer flowery dress with wonderfully tanned shoulders and big, beautiful legs. And uh, I asked the Lord, I said, I said, Lord, you said I can have what I asked for in the name of Jesus. And uh, we were at a Bible study one night, and um, it was summertime, really hot, and she had some shorts on. And and, uh, I was praying, and the Lord said, open your eyes. (laughs) And I opened my eyes up, and I saw those big, golden, tan legs, and I started rebuking the devil, you spirit of lust. I bind you, you spirit of lust. You get off. Get, you're not going to interfere in this Bible study. Go. And God said, this is not the devil. I'm trying to show you your answer to prayer.
1: <laughs>
2: and, you know, I, I kind of met her. And, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm, I am I kind of like tried to ease in with the little humor and stuff. And, you know, she was kind of looking like, what is wrong with him? So I'm across the street uh, at this little lounge place on the college campus and I'm just laying on the couch looking at uh, the Transformers or something like that. And I look back over my head and she's standing at the door. And she said, well I just dropped by to let you know I'm interested in you, if you are interested in me, let me know, and she walked out and I'm like. i was like, dang. Oh, and I'm binding the spirit of lust again. God, dog. I'm like, oh. So that's how it started. And I'm thinking, stupid. You would have, you would not have made this thing over, had she not bought it to your you, But here's the deal. The deal was, by expressing that she was interested in me, it kind of took pressure off me. Because I'm going into it, because I'm thinking every woman I meet must be somebody I'm supposed to marry. In those days, I came up under marriage. Well, I'm not going to mention what I came up. Came up under this ministry that they try to get everybody married. And you know, they come and say, the Lord told me that was your wife. And they told me that one time, the Lord said it was your wife. And and I looked at it and I thought, Like Lord, I don't like her. She looks like a horse. I'm not interested. The only thing, only thing I could hear every time I looked at her, I just heard <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang. And I know that's so cruel, and I'm I'm ashamed to say that, but they told me to have no filters on.
1: We're unfiltered. And, we are unfiltered.
2: And I was just, and I thought, why would God make me marry somebody? That I'm gonna have to hear every time I wake up every morning. Good morning, sweetheart. I'm just like, um, and I realized that was deception and um, that I could actually have what I liked and what I was. So here's the deal the approach. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not embarrassing you, am I? Be nice. She said, be nice. I gotta put the filter back on.
1: No filter, Pastor Taffy. We're unfiltered.
2: I think the (laughs) approach is important and when we look at the approach. I think it's somewhat hypocritical for us to teach our sons the approach. And I think it's okay for our daughters to be able to approach because we're coming in friendship first, not marriage. And a relationship's got to start somehow. So while we understand the old traditional way of doing it, I just remember me. Thank God that it wasn't a law for Taffy to not approach me or this would have never happened, like you were saying with with Sarah. I think it's cool, but we have to back up and say, we don't do like the world do and do the hookup. This is not about having sex, or sharing a level of intimacy that you have not yet earned. This is an invitation to an interview.
0: I love it. I hope my daughter's watching this right now, praise <laughs> it. That's powerful.
2: Bad about the horse thing, that's what I had to say. <laughs>
0: We're
1: unfiltered, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Isn't
2: that awful? It's just terrible. i have Tori to take me in the back and baptize me.
1: The 2019 Unfiltered Women's Conference was a power-packed time of taking off the masks and walking in the freedom offered by God's love, grace, and acceptance. Speakers from all over shared their hearts about who God has made us and how He wants us to operate today. God wants to position us in a way so we can fulfill our highest potential. If it had not been for you on my side, Lord God, where would I be, Lord? you can't do they can't tell you if you're sick they can't bless and blood cannot tell you who you are as a matter of fact i heard you were a conqueror i heard that you were fearfully and wonderfully made get today's message for your love gift of seven dollars or more or for your love gift of forty dollars or more get the 2019 unfiltered women's conference seven message series call or visit the website on the screen to order today
2: Cleveland, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, the change experience is on its way. Join Pester's Creplow and Tappy Dollar for one night only, March 6th in Cleveland, Ohio, and April 24th in Dallas, Texas. As soon
1: as we found out that it was happening again, my friend found out, put the ticket straight away.
0: This really, really, really changed my life. If
2: you wanna make real change, put away your judgment, and learn how to just walk and love people no matter where they are
1: say Mira, you know i love you and i love me and i love what i see i'm a reflection of god and god loves me and i'm gonna be all right and it is all right
2: you don't want to miss these special events
1: you have to be here to be able to feel the atmosphere that is created and already set for it is undescribable
2: go online to get your free seat today we can't wait to see you there I want you all to know that this broadcast is made available by people like you with the heart for the Lord and a sincere desire to help produce change in someone else's life. Your financial contributions to Creflo Dollar Ministries enable us to broadcast the message of God's grace all over the world. The testimonies that come in from people who watch these messages daily prove that this broadcast truly does change lives. It wouldn't be possible without people like you who faithfully sow financial seeds into this ministry. And for that, we say thank you, and
0: God bless you. When you make financial donations to Creflo Dollar Ministries, those resources are distributed immediately where you requested. If you do not designate your contribution, rest assured, it is used for one of our many outreach endeavors. We are eternally grateful for your faithful financial support. Your generosity allows us to make a difference in the lives of people all over the world. Through Creflo Dollar Global Missions, we are providing food, clothing, crucial supplies, and the Word of God to people in the most remote regions of the world. Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe.